0: Welcome to the Mordcast, brought to you by Blake Street Tavern, the big house on Blake, and DraftKings Sportsbook, your official sports betting partner of the NFL. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines. Um, you know that it's between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown, Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. You know all that. Uh, there, You also know that they're uh, at bfwdenver.com, but... Uh, I want to emphasize that that new varietal, which was a, a red uh, zin, that was finished in whiskey uh, barrels, um, is really, 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 really good, and it's well worth your time to go pick it up. There was only three three hundred bottles of it done. I don't know how many of them uh, are in the Denver branch, but I'll tell you what, take advantage of, uh, take advantage of it being here now. Um, it's a great, great, great Christmas gift. Um, it's really just a great thing if you just want to go down to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself some of it. So go down to between 18th and 19th at Blake and Moisee, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple of blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, go there, get yourself that, or go to bfwdenver.com, pick yourself up that bottle or any of their other varietals. They have all the reds, all the whites, um, anything that you need as Denver's best wine bar. When you go in or you talk to them, Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, we have... I, I, there's a reason I'm doing this podcast today, and I didn't... I didn't actually intended on taking this week off after I did the emergency podcast about Michael Porter Jr.'s uh, surgery. Um, Honestly, I um, needed a break. Uh, I've been doing a lot of my second podcast, Gen X Show, Um and we're kind of getting into the dregs of the season. The Nuggets have a ton of injuries, and I really was going to kind of take this week off and kind of think. But um, I had uh, the Nuggets won today. They beat the Knicks, and uh, the game it was one thirteen to ninety nine. And quite frankly, it was one of those things where the score was not indicative of how thoroughly they beat them, um, which is all well and good. But the the reason I'm doing this podcast is cuz I had a conversation with a friend today and it occurred to me how cynical I have become. And I think for a guy who started um and by the way this is this whole podcast is because of that friend. Um so um you if you this friend listens to this, you'll know exactly uh who it is. And I think this is a shout out to all the Nuggets fans, Um, because I think I have drifted down the path of cynicism too much, and I think I need to reframe this and get us in a better place. Give us some hopium, as they say, as the kids would say. Um, And I think where I come down on this is the Nuggets stand at 11-11 through um, 22 games, And I'm going to draw an analogy, and I I kind of uh, tested this on Twitter, but I'm going to kind of flesh this out a little more. Um, I brought up the comparison with the 2012-13 Nuggets that won 57 games. Um, What a lot of people don't remember is that team uh, had 22 of its first 32 games on the road. It was one of the most ridiculous beginnings of a season I've ever watched as a Nuggets fan Uh, that wasn't a strike year Um, this was or a lockout year this was this was insane and the Nuggets somehow getting to that end of end of December mark with a 17 and 15 record was a miracle in my view they had so many road games and it's it's they were blessed and and in some ways this is this is the, the, an accident of the NBA schedule makers. Um, they were blessed with having the ability to have a whole bunch of home games in January of that year. Um, I went back and I looked at uh, some columns I wrote in 2012, which is nine years ago now. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, some columns I wrote in 2012 about this and their their schedule. And if anyone recalls that year, the Nuggets started out really badly. Um, They went on several, um, as I, this is just coming from memory, some people can correct me if they look at basketball reference, but um, my memory is they started off with a three-game losing streak, a four-game winning streak, a three-game losing streak, a four-game winning streak. Um, They were alternating big streaks. Until they got into December, basically, where they kind of just kind of muddled their way through the month of December. And really, that's what it was. They were muddling through. Um, That team was interesting in that they were able to survive. And the survival um, ability of that team was remarkable. Um, That is, think about the 32 games in an 82-game season. So, you know... You're above a quarter, so you're heading towards over a third of the, of the of the whole schedule played by the time they roll into January, and this team was 17-15, so barely over 500, but they survived, and I wouldn't blame anyone if they looked at that schedule going into um, that year thinking, how are they going to be able to do this, and there were a lot of tough games there. Uh, against tough teams it was it was one of those uh, it was one of those stretches where you were like they were fortunate you looked at it and you knew that the nuggets were fortunate to be where they were particularly since they started off the season so poorly they i think they lost to it was it Philadelphia to start and then um kind of it went from there they were, and there was in there was a bad game against the Miami Heat where I had to come home and like nuke the comment section under the game thread uh, at Denver Stiffs because it was so bad. Um, it was, it was, not good in a sense, but it was also, in hindsight, it showed you that that how resilient that team was. Um, I'm going to throw out there right now that this this version of the Nuggets team in 2021 is just as resilient as that nuggets team um because and and that nuggets team had to go through schedule adversity this nuggets team has to go through schedule adversity and uh injuries which is the the big x factor now the what this team has that that 12 13 team doesn't have is um <laughs> Uh, Nikola Jokic, which, uh, let, let's face it here, is the X factor here, which is why they're able to do something like that. I mean, the, they today they, they clean the clocks of the Knicks. And if you look at that, um, the Knicks are a good, not great team, but they're good. And they just annihilated them because Nikola Jokic is Nikola Jokic. Um, they are two and one so far on this seven-game road trip. They've got four more left. Um, they have to travel all over the country, and I I fully anticipate. Now, look, the Nuggets have already done a good job of getting two wins. Uh, they're going to Chicago next, and we'll see. But when people looked at this stretch coming into, and the the, the rest of this month is a killer too. I mean, they've got they've got all these road games. Um, they come home for a little bit, and they're right back on the road. Um. So, but by the time you roll into January, shit gets better. Things start to get better, and I think this is where I'm going to kind of start encouraging people, because you look at what the Nuggets were able to do with this game, and they they are doing it with basically Jokic willing people across the finish line, which is what this is going to take. Uh, I don't think people should count on Jamal Murray bringing back a miracle. Okay. We all know about a c l uh injuries and particularly from Danilo gallinari who's the most famous one um and gallo took it took him a year almost and it took most of a season to come back from his to where he started to resemble himself um of course Gallo had back issues, which is good, the great unsaid about about his injury histories that that back injury he suffered in His rookie season, uh, when he was with the Knicks was probably the most significant injury he he faced. It didn't cost him, it will cost him most of his rookie year, but that affected him the rest of his career. And it, and you could tell when you see him, it still does. Jamal, you, you, you would think that would have a, you know, not to, not to use a crude statement here, but he has a leg up on that. Um, he doesn't have to, um, have that he doesn't have that catastrophic injury history that Gallo did so but at the same time you gotta gotta really understand that it takes a long time a long time for these guys to come back from these injuries so I wouldn't count on that but the silver lining is the schedule really loosens up in January just like it did for those 2013 Nuggets and on the other side, I'm going to tell you why I have more hope of this, uh, that this team is able to survive after I talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, your official sports betting partner of the NFL. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. With the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team can score, to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Drafting Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with single-game parlays. Those are very popular, great way for you to diversify your money. Uh, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS bet with just $1 on a, a team to score to and win $100 in free bets if they if they score you score with a promo code MHS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. We've kind of talked about how the schedule opens up, Um, and people are going to think I'm delusional, and you guys probably do anyway, but due to this conversation I had with my friend, I realized that I had taken, I have become the guy who has all this information that he learns and lets it affect the way he looks at his team. The Nuggets have been my favorite team for, since 1987, and I think what I have done, so 34 years, and in those 34 years, I don't think I've ever been as cynical about things as I am now. And and you look at it, I mean, you Nuggets fans who've only become Nuggets fans within the last 10 years or so will look at this and say, you're an idiot. Um... We never had Nikola Jokic in that period, it, I, I understand. None of it has to make sense. But I will tell you that I have been more optimistic about this Nuggets team. Look, I, I don't, I'm not a great believer in Michael Malone. Um, I think he is a very great beneficiary of Nikola Jokic. But to give him credit, there are times when he overcomes himself. And his tendency to get overly emotional. And he has these moments of zen. And he can guide a chip. And I think he had a moment of zen after the Orlando game. Okay. And when he has those moments of zen, this team kind of relaxes. And they just play ball. And I think the Nuggets are about to hit that stretch. Remember, folks, this stretch of games. The seven-game road trip. And then subsequent I think it's like a four-game road trip they go on after that. This brutal stretch of basketball is all about survival, and made even more obvious because of the injuries to Jamal and, and Mike. So, now all that being said, the Nuggets come into if they have to look at it this way, and George Carl, I'll give him credit, was very good at having the Nuggets look at goals. Um, those of you remember, uh, George would set. Goals for road trips, we should be three and two on this road trip he should he he would say um, on this homestand if they had a if they had a five game homestand, you know we should be four and one on this homestand So things like that George was very good at giving the team goals, little goals throughout the year. Um, one thing Michael Malone has struggled with is is the little goals um, he is constantly constantly worried. About losses, rather than looking at a um, con- at like a snapshot, and this is going to be a stretch of basketball this year where the Nuggets are just going to have to snapshot things because it's it's survival. And in, and it sounds to me like Malone, based on the quotes coming out of the Orlando game, that he has finally decided that this is he needs to relax and let things happen as they happen. And I think this Nuggets team, I can see them hitting January when the schedule gets a ton easier and just coasting. And and just getting better and better. Because one thing I think people just don't understand is that while the quality of player that is with Nikola Jokic right now isn't as great as it would be with Mike and uh, Jamal playing. The more time people play with Jokic, the better they get. Um, they tend; he tends to elevate players above their station, and this is another example of uh, Nicola's ability to do this sort of thing. He can, he can elevate these guys. At least in the regular season, he can elevate these guys to a better place. Um, and I think I think that part is is you're really seeing because look, Nuggets got three guys in covid protocols. Um one of them has covid, so uh Austin Rivers. Um one guy is just sitting in Orlando waiting to <laughs> waiting to get on a plane. And the other guy, uh Bull bowl, bowl is never plays anyway. And then you got the injuries to Mike and PJ Dozier and Jamal, right? But look what he has done, what Nikola Jokic has done, like even today with these guys that are just uh like yeah i mean as long as jeff green aaron gordon and nikola jokic can stick together i think they've got a good chance um and they're not that trio is not as good as throwing mike and jamal in there but they seem to have developed a thing and then you throw in barton who can i said this last year but if if Will is not trying to be Jamal Murray and is just Will Barton. He's better. And it seems like Will Barton is being Will Barton this year for the most part. And throw Will in there and you've got something. Plus, you got Zeke Naji playing better. He's finally getting minutes and he's just hitting, hitting some big threes and playing really well and showing hustle. Jokic can elevate these guys enough to get you through a regular season and if the nuggets like I said can survive and, and fully prepare for the nuggets to be below 500 coming out of this fully prepare for it but if they are not spiraling if they're not on a long and which I don't anticipate them being the nuggets will not be on a big long losing streak going into January once they hit January things will loosen up and they can start seeing the the, the light at the end of the tunnel little goals. And right now, if I'm Michael Malone, I just tell these guys, we got to survive December to get to January. Because even by the time they get to March, it is much better. You know, February, March, April. Those are the stretches where they can make their hay. And if they can just survive, 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 they can get there. And to my friend who I had the discussion with today, man, I am too cynical, and you are right. I am going to turn a corner. This is a new leaf for Jeff Morton. And I hope i hope for the rest of this year, you guys are along with the ride, with me being the new positive Jeff that you all have been wanting. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. I'll be back soon with another episode. See ya.